G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast uh, with AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't focus on the superstars, we focus on the lesser knowns and the guys that are going to bring you value to your Keeper Leagues. How you going, Case? I'm alright, Hef. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, it's been a bit of an interesting week, hasn't it? <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. It's actually crazy. Uh, who knows what's actually going to happen yeah. tomorrow or in the future. It's actually, yeah, bananas. Have you seen the TV show Years and Years? No. Basically, it's just like all these world events that happen, but it feels like we're in an episode of that right now. It's, yeah. uh, nah, it's a bit crazy. Um, I guess we don't even know if the footy season really is going to go ahead at this point. Um, it's a strange one. Rumours are rife tomorrow that the PM might be announcing some uh, some lockdown measures or something like that. So, mm. uh, yeah, that could affect the AFL yeah. uh, season, but uh, we'll have to wait and see if that uh, comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, you know, it probably makes sense to do so. <laughs> but, uh, I, just, I just don't see the point in why they would start it like, I, th- I put something out on Twitter just before, like, I love footy and I hope it starts from a fantasy point of view. Yeah. But if you take your love and passion out of it and think of it from a subjective point of view and a logical point of view, like, I just can't see why they would start a brand new season of a sport when, like, every other major competition in the whole entire world is, yeah. like, cancelling or suspending, even when they're in finals. You yeah. Know, like, we see the NBL uh, today cancel their final series halfway through. You know, like, you've got the Premier League who have, like, so much money in terms of, you know, yeah. Uh, promotion and relegation that clubs live and die by and AFL just want to start a new season just close it just is odd yeah it doesn't make sense to me I, I guess they tr- I guess I'm probably cynical here but they probably want to try to recoup some t- uh, ad revenue or something before yeah. it gets in shut down which yeah. I don't think is probably the best reason to go forward but it might there might be other reasons yeah. I don't know but, but yeah even yeah. from a footy point of view like we've both played footy and you know like momentum's a massive thing in footy you know clubs get on rolls yeah and, exactly you know so if you even if they do cram in you know four rounds in the start of a season and you know say port win the first four games and they all of a sudden don't play for three months yeah all that momentum's gone you know like there's nothing to keep that kind of train rolling that you know yeah. people lose interest in sports you know when it's spread over such a long point of time if so, you if you want to flag on the back of like widespread like um, I guess uh, buy rounds and things like that mm. like you know um, breaks in between and stuff and yeah. no fans could actually go and watch it like would you would it even mean that much I don't, I don't really know, know. <laughs> basically well basically playing in front of no fans is what it plays, feels like to play you know amateur yeah. league footy but, yeah pretty much um, so we're used to what it feels <laughs> like but uh, it would be weird for the players I totally get why they want to play like you want to be able to do what you love but yeah. I think if we're looking at the bigger picture I think it's a little bit crazy to think that you'd start on Thursday at least. The positive is if it does go ahead, it gives us some sort of distraction, I think, as well. So we can actually it's focus true. on our fantasy it's for true. a bit. And even if it doesn't go ahead, it gives us a few weeks of uh, joy, I guess. Even one week um, of fantasy would be yeah, quite fun. Yeah, you know, like, you know, at least, at least we'll, our drafts will be worth something and our we research will be worth something. Call the flag to whoever gets the top score this week if just this week hey, goes ahead. There we go. There <laughs> we go. I know. I think the guy who top score this week, we don't want to win the flag again. Uh, so, true. Yes. Uh, maybe we won't call it that way. Uh, last week we had our draft. So yeah. uh, I guess tonight. Night, we'll go through those, but uh, we're yep. at a remedy kombucha case. We are, we're all drunk it through. Luckily, I got the uh, inside word today. I got a message today saying we've yeah. been sent another shipment at the you moment. Beauty. So, hey, so what's your favorite? Them. What was your favorite uh, flavor out of what we had? Oh, either the is it the tapache, tapache, yeah, uh, the pineapple or the blood orange. I reckon, yeah, right. my favorite. Oh, yeah, two ones of that were good, but I, I really like the ginger lemon. That's what like one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't mind. And the one. passion fruit is one of my favorites too. So apparently, yeah. our nutritionists are saying uh, kombucha is great for your, uh, I guess, immune system. It is going into a I hey. guess going into an event like we're about to go into. So <laughs> going into a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So make sure you keep the uh, kombucha up. Hey, it was on sunrise this morning. Koshi was talking about it, so it must be true. Hey, Koshi never lies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be his sponsored uh, placement. But anyway, Definitely. let's talk about our team. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, We'll use the round rewind theme music for this one, Kay, yeah. and we'll get into our draft teams. Let's do it.
All right, last week we had our podcast, as actually it was two weeks ago now, two Fridays ago, we mm-hmm. had our podcasters uh, draft on the on the Friday night. So, um, yeah, I guess we're just going to go through some of the players we selected. Do we want to dissect each other's picks, case? Yeah, I think we can just kind of go through even what you're thinking at the time. You yeah. know, I know it's hard to get a gauge of who was in the pool and, you know, yeah. who was around the mark when you were making picks, but um, it can kind of help because, uh, you know, there might be a few people even for, for – um, uh, you know, waiver-wise, etc. This might help if we do end up playing this week. So yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, for my first two picks, well, I was thinking I need defenders because I think I was one defender short in my yep. keepers. Uh, sorry, no, I think I had four, def- uh, f- five defenders, but one I can't remember who it was. It wasn't too much chop, so I think I needed to grab another one. Um, Doss luckily delisted both these guys that I picked up, and that's uh, mm. Ryan Burton and Mason Redmond. So I guess uh, pick uh, one and two, which is effectively round twenty-one and twenty-two yeah. in our league. Uh, I picked up Ryan Burton and Mason Redmond. What do you think of those two cases? Uh, very, very good. So just a bit of a background for those playing at home who may not be aware. Uh, so we kept 20 plays each side that we had. We had 10 yeah. teams as well. So yeah. your first pick was actually the 208th player yeah. in the comp. So we took another 20 players on the night. So yeah. 400 uh, players in total in our league. Yeah, correct. So uh, Burton and Redmond, um, two very good pickups, especially uh, knowing that you needed some back cover. Yeah. Uh, I was in that same kind of boat. Um, and You had I the know, pick just before me, didn't you? I did. I know who you we picked were, up. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I could't resist. But uh, yeah. I think Burton obviously got plenty of class. I've got him in my uh, home league, so I'm hoping he has a good season. And Redmond, he's just kind of continued on what he was doing last year, which I think is uh, sort of positive for yeah. just a consistent defender, really. Yeah. Uh, then I went through midfielders, I guess. I mm-hmm. had to get a midfielder, so I picked up Joel Selwood with my next pick. So yep. that was uh, pick 228. Uh, thinking he'll bounce back from his very disappointing season last year. Yeah, and just looking at the midfielder pool, like this league is very midfield heavy. It is. Whereas some of our league, other leagues, we definitely go for positional players a bit more because mm-hmm. they offer a bit more value with yep. the reduced uh, midfielders we actually play. So, yeah, I think I just needed someone to slot into one of my last midfield spots. And I think I'm picking up Joel Selwood there. Even if he doesn't like – when I'm picking up guys here, I'm expecting an 80 average and I reckon yep. he can do that from there. Yeah, so I think I'm that's the minimum for him too. Yeah. Uh, interesting one. You went pretty early-ish, I suppose, on Connor Buderick. Basically just because all the draftees were going really were. early. So. <laughs> It went super early. I felt like I just, I don't know, I felt like I just needed to jump on one. So I've actually got something for the future. <laughs> I think in the first round we had like uh, Rao, um, uh, Ash, Anderson, who else? Uh, Robertson and yeah, they were the three that or four that went in the first round. Uh, yeah. So everyone was going early, like guys like Young were going early as well. Like So it was just an absolute all in on the, the first round draftee so people are definitely drafting for the f- future so I suppose it's always good to get a little slice of uh, some youth in that side I'll read through my next few so yeah. um, uh, Zach Fisher John Noble Jack Watts and uh, Mark Pitney mm-hmm. were my next picks there I think because it was a couple of weeks ago with Pitney like I think I was go- judging on that one uh, half of footy he played yep. in that one game so I still think I've been alright pick up it's just yeah. looking at it looks a bit early now <laughs> I still think he's going to be fine and he's going to have a lot of you know we talk about him all preseason in, in terms of his youth and how Cruiser isn't are necessarily the most reliable so at least you've got some good um, you know trade bait yeah, I'm expecting there. Cruiser to go down yeah, <laughs> yeah oh yeah Fisher's a bit unknown you know we haven't seen a much much you know great coming from Colton those small guys in terms of fantasy numbers in the preseason but yeah. I do like John Noble I think he's going to be a very very handy pickup. yeah I think both those guys off, offer a bit of upside going forward I think mm-hmm. as well which is kind of because I went well I didn't go that I went for the future in the first round as well I just think I don't know I must have got spooked by picking Joel Selwood, Selwood. I thought I'd better pick some younger guys next fair few enough. rounds Jack Watts at 20 uh, we don't really need to talk much about that. I just need another defender cover. So, yep. pick up Trent Cochin after yeah. that. Um, and then I went Tom Hawkins, then Taylor Duman yeah. after that. Uh, Grant Birchall. 
then I guess just a bit of experience. A couple of your boys coming up here. Yeah, Bailey Scott and Kobe March. Fuck, when you get to pick 34 and 35, there's not a lot going. Yeah. So, I think picking up Charlie Dixon at pick 35, though, was uh, pretty handy. What yeah, I think so, too. I think that was a good get. Yeah. Um, even Fantasia in the next uh, round there at 36, I think, you know, on their good days, they're both very, very solid scorers. Yeah. So, it could be really good streaming options for you. For, for guys who you can stream that you can basically guarantee, or not guarantee, but you can hope for an 80 probably every second or third week from mm-hmm. one of those guys. Yeah. Um, I reckon they're decent streaming options. Sure. Picked up Cameron to uh, handcuff to my Ruckman, which is mm-hmm. Brody Grundy. Yep. And uh, then oh, James Parsons, I timed out because I didn't even realize I was on the clock. So for some reason, I've got James Parsons in there. I think he was just the uh, top. Uh, the next one. That's yeah, how deep projected. this draft was going. Yeah, yeah, top projected. 378. Yep. Uh, I kind of regret this one after watching the second round of um, uh, JLT. And what was it called? Marsh Series these days. Mm-hmm. I picked up Tom Campbell just going by his VFL numbers. So this yep. is at the 388th pick of the yep. draft. Yeah. Um, right deep and I just figured like if Goldstein goes down he'd be the next one to jump in but I don't think he is anymore with uh, Tristan Cherry yeah well it looks like he'll actually come in and play a bit this season if mm. Goldstein goes down I think mm. he's jumped behind so I don't know where Tom Campbell's at so yep. a bit of waste to pick lastly in the draft I picked up Reese Conker so. to be honest that pick 398 that's pretty fine to me yeah, I'm you know, like he's going to yeah. play most weeks at this stage for free and yeah. uh, you know on his day, can get you an 80 and 90. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just some cover. Yeah, that's all we need, really. All right, let's go through your team. Rightio, so my first pick, uh, I needed backs as, uh, backs as well, so that was my kind of mission. But so did you go with a back for your first pick? No, I did not. <laughs> I could not resist going past James Rowbottom with my first pick. Um, giving the forward status this year, and obviously I'm pretty keen on him as a genu- genuine future fantasy star, so I just couldn't not take him. So uh, happy to get him in my side. And then I went Sydney Stack and Hamish Hartlett. Uh, as my two back. So obviously I think Stack has potential to be a great fantasy player. You know, I'm a bit wary of him this year because it's yeah. how he's been shuffled around a bit. Um, so then I was pretty happy to take Hartlett next uh, and just get someone who's going to be playing week in, week out kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mind those. I think Hartlett will, you know, if the season goes ahead, I've got to stop thinking like that. <laughs> but uh, he should be around that 80 mark still as well. He's a senior, you know, he's a bit of a leader in that in that side. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be used across the halfback line there. So I think he's fine. Yep. Um, yeah, Sydney Stack, I'm still not sure where I'm at. He's going early in mm. a lot of drives, but I, yep. some, for some reason I can't see him as more of a 70 average guy this season. Yeah, I'm a bit worried, but I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy to have taken the punt. Like I'll, I got Robottom, who's going to be a star. And then it was just about kind of finding people to fill up that back line. So I'm happy with that. Yep. Who's next? I uh, went on a bit of a forward run. I took four forwards next. So I went Grind Myers, Jai Simpkin, David Cunningham, and Callum Brown. Uh, so four guys I've pretty I've spruiked up quite a bit in the past kind of month uh, years since we've been doing yeah. this podcast. So I think Myers has plenty of upside potentially going through the midfield. Uh, Jai Simpkin could be a great fantasy player. Just needs to kick the ball a lot more. So definitely willing to take a risk on him. Um, with the centre forward status. David Cunningham, I'm a fan of, just needs to find his spot in that team. And Callum Brown, uh, we're big fans of him, so it's no surprise he's find my way, found his way into my team. But uh, hoping with a few injuries to the Pies, he can start the season off well. Um, and knowing how you know um, shallow the forward pool this was this year, just wanted to lock in some good young talent in the forward line. Yeah, for sure. I like all of those picks. I don't think they're going to be that great this year, but going forward in a keeper league, I think they're good ones to have. So, yes, thank you. Sure. Yeah, thank you, Kev. Uh, then a couple of kind of boring ones. Um, so, Marty Gleason, my next pick, just some back cover who should be playing most weeks. John Patton, just wanted to get a different kind of ruck perspective in there, even if he's not going to be that future coming up. I think he's an okay kind of uh, player there. I went very early with Peter Wright, but I do have Jared Witts. So, just wanted, I thought that Wright would be going a lot earlier potentially go earlier uh from someone else than zach smith who i did get later on uh then it got really kind of i don't know 
bleak in terms of who we yeah. were taking. So, like, uh, I took Harry a bit of an early punt on Harry Schoenberg at pick 31 uh, and then a couple of my Hawthorne boys with Blake Hardwick and James Cousins. Now, I was happy to take Hardwick at – that was pick 32. So, um, you know, I know he's not going to play much of the season, but if he can get back to, you know – where we kind of think he might have been able to go by the end of this year. I think he's a handy player just with that keeper perspective in mind. Yeah, I don't mind those. I like Harry Schoenberg as a pick as well, like good junior numbers. I think he's a good get there. Um, Blake Hardwick, obviously, if he comes back from injury, um, he should be, you know, pushing us an 80 average, you know, mid-70s yep. at least. Um, James Cousins, like that midfield role is pretty deep, but sometimes he gets pushed out of the midfield and plays other roles anyway. So there's mm-hmm. potential for DPP there as well. Yeah. I don't mind any of those are fine. Uh, pick 34, Steve May. So hopefully bounces back to a decent, you know, just even if it's back cover, I think you'd be pretty handy in that role. Ben Patton, one of my boys uh, in at 35, really no risk there. Harry Mackay at 36, I think it could be a bit of a steal. Uh, I'm, you know, I do love my key forwards, Hef, yeah. but uh, to get him that late, I know he's not going to uh, start the season if we do start this week, but, yep. uh, you know, keep a perspective in mind. Then my handcuff is Zach Smith at pick 37 and then really just some absolute throws at the stump. So <laughs> uh, pick 38, Stevie Motlop, who knows? Yeah. Uh, pick 39, Mitch Crowden has great waffle numbers, so yeah. I was happy to take the punt on him. Just an absolute and nugget who's then, yeah. five foot tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he scores well in the waffle, so I've got yeah. to give him some credit there. And my last pick of the draft, which is 397 overall, uh, rock the Casbolt, Levi Casbolt, just with that back forward. Yeah, uh, it's a handy up. thing to have. Just nice to be able to float him around in case I do, you know, absolutely get depleted with injuries yeah. and I'm still quite keen on him as a good backup player in terms of uh, where Colton's list starts with no Mackay no Kerno early on so yeah yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that draft all around it's not bad from like a, a speculative um, perspective I guess yeah. like James Robottom like I guess as a going to be a gun for the future you expect he will mm-hmm. the rest of it is like a classic K's draft where yes. you're not going for the kill yes. you're going for oh I hope this guy becomes good that I, is all I, I do wanna, I want to be the guy that gets this guy right yeah, yeah. instead of going I just want to win some games and score some like heaps of fantasy points this season correct just classic K's you trade half of these guys out for um, when they do become good because you're bored with them and you want to pick the next guy who's going to break out instead. Hey, um, I like yeah. to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, look, I'd be a great yeah. advisor for the Australian government, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not executing anything, but <laughs> no. good at pre- like predicting things. and Predicting things. Throw, throw darts. Would have been in lockdown two weeks ago if it was up to me. Yeah, well, true. Uh, no, I'm happy with it. Like, uh, my midfield was pretty damn strong, so, you know, I wasn't too worried about that. I needed to get some back cover. You know, I finished fourth last year in this league, so it's not the uh, the end of the world in terms of that draft. I was happy to take a few punts, so yep. I think all over, you know, like my, my midfield's got uh, Canelio, Hunter, Stewart, Warple, Hopper, Langdon, Kennedy. You know, that's pretty decent, um, and i got Lockie Whitfield up forward, so I've got enough, and um, Dan Houston in the back line, um, so, you know, like, I've got a good amount of players that I'm pretty confident with and you know we're a second second year into this keeper league so I still think it's kind of good to get that you know uh early 20s to mid 20s kind of a um skill set in my side so I'm happy I'm do you happy. reckon you uh do you reckon you beat the hoofers this year uh the well, is my team by the way yeah well you know you didn't <laughs> win last year so you're not the guy I'm hunting down really uh, uh, nah um who knows like right. I think there's a lot of Potential with my side, but yes, whether I've gone for the kill enough or not, we'll find out 
come right. September, October, November, December, whenever the season may finish. Cool. Let's uh, move on to our home league. Now, this is very interesting. I guess the difference between this, we've got 12 teams in this one, mm-hmm. um, but we keep, uh, what do we keep? Um, 16. 16. 16. So, basically, we start with two draft picks, of, you know, seven draft picks ahead of the other one. So, for example, we have pick one is 193 mm-hmm. in total. But this league seems to have absolutely no gems left in the pool ever. No. And I don't know how it works out because we don't, do waivers. No. So, the guys in our league must be actually... They're all on a pretty similar level to us. We're all on a pretty similar level, I guess. Yeah. And, um, addicts. Yeah, absolutely addicts. So, yeah. like, you know, for example, like the, our other league didn't um, take waivers either yep. um, in the podcasters league, but that still had, um, you know, I guess like Riley O'Brien left in the pool. There was still a heap of guns like left mm-hmm. in the pool. Mm-hmm. Our league, none of those guys are left. So, we basically no. got rookies and scraps and we got to yeah. pick... 16 of them, yeah, essentially. So it gets very dire towards oh the end of this draft. God, it's uh, this is one of the deepest ones you go. So, yeah, even though I guess we do go deeper than last one because we pick rookies and stuff yeah. like that, but yeah, it's actually funny how much deeper we have to go with two more teams, yeah, like going from 10 to 12 teams makes a massive yeah, difference especially difference. when you get to the bottom yeah and uh, just to preface as well we have a rookie list in our in our t- mm-hmm. uh, sides as well so that just basically means like six picks at the end of the draft um, that we can choose to retain on our rookie list for an extra year yep. or upgrade to our senior list and they're not part of your 16 keepers correct so yep. you can keep them on top but they're usually like the absolute dregs left over mm-hmm. in the draft so luckily like for example I got James Warple on mine a couple of years ago then I met a goaler so you can get lucky yep. you can get guys like that um, yep. down there but most of the time, you're, you're generally chucking them back in afterwards. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a few guns end up there, so it's interesting. It is. It is. All right, Kays, talk us through your team in the Cattery, our home league. Rightio. So, I had pick one, um, and I did a bit of wheeling and dealing uh, to get early picks. And did I pr- you ever? I probably regret that in hindsight because the pool wasn't as deep <laughs> as I hoped. But, uh, look, we live and learn. Um, look, obviously, I went Matt Rao at pick one, so very happy to get him in. My, my midfield is probably my weakest uh, part of my side yeah. uh, in this league so happy to get well, someone who's going to be a gun midfielder for a while now I had I upgraded a pick or traded out Tom Rockliffe and I managed to get another first round pick um we were trying to do a bit of a podcast draft kind of thing oh. and I kind of got a bit distracted. You were giving because, me donuts. <laughs> well, I really needed to focus and I kind of got a bit distracted. I wanted to take Sydney Stack if I could with my yeah. second pick in that. Uh, he went a couple spots early and I just kind of lost my focus and look, if I was probably going to redraft, I think I would have probably gone Darcy Tucker maybe or even Chris Main with yeah. his pick just to get either Tucker who, you know, forward status and he's, you know, looking really good this se- preseason yeah. or someone like Main who's been playing well and genuine best 22 backman. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with Josh Battle. Now, I'm still confident with that because I, th- I believe he's going to be a pretty handy um, backman and I need some more defenders in my side. So, I'm still happy with that pick. Uh, then I my next pick, which is pick 13 overall in that draft, I went with Liam Baker. So, another one, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with Rao and I'm a bit unsure about Battle and Baker because I then didn't have another pick for 60 turns. So, I kind of <laughs> Fuck, that's a long early time. <laughs> and then I had a long wait and I was just kind of watching everyone get drafted and I was like, you know, fingers crossed that a couple of guys I still were keen on would slide. Happy to get a couple that I had Hold penciled on, Can we just in, go back, go back? So, why did you draft Liam Baker with your third pick? Uh, I'm keen on Baker. I think he can be good. I, I think just, he can be really good. But I think the back forward status really got in my head. Yeah. Like the, the, the DPP there, it was something called I thought my team needed whether it really did in hindsight you know look, 
look, you said that there's not that many people around, you know, like in, um, what else, in pick 18, you know, who was off on the pool that I could have picked from, uh, Marlon Pickett went in that round, Toby McLean, who I'm very cold on, Jamie Elliott, yuck, Connor McKenna, not, you know, that good. Hamish Hartlett was probably one I could have taken, probably should have taken if I was going to go for that. Kyle Langford got picked up in pick 18, uh, round 18, sorry, Rory Lobb, Jed Anderson from you. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, so it's not like there's a plethora of really, you know, good, good Just players. Just quietly, I reckon Jed Anderson will average more than Liam Baker this year. Oh, we got a wager on? <laughs> I don't bet. You zero know, zero not a, average all. I'm not yeah. a gambling man. I, but, know, you know. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm happy with Baker. I, I was keen on him last year, you know, and I think that game he played in the preseason kind of got me a little bit too excited yeah, when so. he went through the midfield. But I think the look, next one he was rubbish. Back forward, DPP, you know, um, I think that swayed me. To be honest, as I said, those two picks, I'm not totally regretting, but I'd like to see some footy before I exactly. really write them off. Your next pick, I yep. like only for the fact that it's that 265, yeah. 265 pick. Yeah. I just, I don't really still rate him that highly. No. But so I I'm actually where stoked. you got him yeah. was really so good. So I almost had him as a top kind of 20 pick. I thought he'd go early. So we're talking about Chase Jones. So for, for reference, my third pick of the draft was in round 18. My next pick came in round 23. So I had to sit uh, those five rounds out. So I thought I was pretty happy. to. I was actually stoked to get Chase Jones uh, at pick 23 or round 23. Um, Which is like um, 265. From 16, what's that? That's the seventh round, I yeah. guess, if you're breaking it down that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm happy with that. Uh, and then I went David Cunningham. So obviously going with that... Um, along that line of what I went with the other draft. And Bailey Williams was still around uh, at round 24, which I think, you know, I don't know about Williams. I'm not necessarily convinced, but I think at where he, he was available then, I think that's value from where I got him there. I was looking at him around that area too, and I think he took him just before I was going to take him. So I was pretty happy to take him. I had three picks or four picks after you, I think. So I was going to yep. take him on my next round. So I think that's about right. Yep. Uh, round 25, Willem Drew, probably a bit too speculative, but, you know, who I knows? I don't think he's in the best 22, especially yeah. when Wines comes I back. I just think, oh, hopefully. Wines isn't back for a while. Liam Duggan, another one I'm not super keen on, but I got to the point where I need to start taking a few genuine best that. 22 yeah. players and he's he got some upside yeah. and he'll play each week. So yeah. I just need that back cover. This is what you're actually looking for now is you yeah. actually get to a point where you guys, I need guys who can play. Yeah. And there's not a lot around. <laughs> yeah, because you've taken guys who are, you know, a bit speculative. Yeah, yeah. And you actually need those guys week in, week out. Yeah, because when you think about a footy side as well, there's probably only really probably 17, 18 out of the 22 that are probably – you can, oh, not even that, that you could guarantee to be in a side each week because there's that many changes and things like that yeah. around. So, um, like, you know, you last quite often the clubs will have six changes a week. So, mm. therefore, it's like actually pretty hard to find guys that you think will play each week of the season when yeah. you get to this depth. Yep. Uh, round 27 was Jack Ross. Um, you know, he he's he showed some stuff last year. Will he be a keeper? Not too Don't sure. Don't hate it. He just needs opportunity, but yeah. he probably won't get it. Yeah. Uh, Luke Jackson I took next and probably like went this. early, but no, I just, no, no, thought, I I just thought bugger it because – Rucks are a genuine premium in our league yeah. and, you know, if you have two good Ruckman, you are basically king. Yeah. And I thought, bugger it, like, if I can sneak him into my 16th keeper next year, uh, why the hell not? Just uh, to preface got- that, we don't play two Rucks, but we have a utility yeah. spot that you can chuck a Ruck in if yeah, you need to. Yeah, and I have Tim English, so uh, more than happy to have two of the best young Ruckman in the competition. And I think Jackson might play this year as just the, you know, even if he just plays up forward, we might be able to see what he can do with Gorn as the main Ruckman, but I think they'll give him opportunity this year. The hard thing, I think, with you is going to be where 
30 fit him into your 16 next year if you're yeah. going to keep a 50 average ruckman on your list yeah. is it possible to do that like yeah. your keepers would have to be pretty rubbish like I could have done it this year for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. but like, I don't, <laughs> I'm honestly fine with keeping you know or having a th- or throw at the stumps with one player okay like so he's you going to you're planning on him to be your, that guy that guy yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry Mackay took next obviously uh, I'm big on him um, hopefully he comes good by the end of the year um Went Ned McHendry the next pick. Obviously, yeah, we're don't getting, hate that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really seen the best of him yet, I don't think. Uh, Colin O'Reardon, um, his NEFL numbers are very, very nice. And I think if he can slot his way into that Sydney side, he could be a handy little back pick up there. Uh, Harry Schoenberg, obviously there. And then I thought, geez, I really need someone who's going to play each week with my next pick. So I picked Josh Bruce. So I'm happy with him at, what, pick? 373 he'll so week he'll play each week off, and so yeah. you know we need some forward cover a couple of years ago St Kilda actually wasn't a bad scorer for, there was a period yeah. anyway where, where it was like six right. weeks where he Look, killed it and he can just be someone who you just put on your bench with no worries yeah, if you yeah. get if he has to play for you that's the worst case now this and, next pick well that's just my ruck back up for uh, oh, I guess for yeah, um, Tim English yeah, I took Jordan Sweet so he's my handcuff there um and so I only had two picks in the rookie draft because I retained uh four players on my list so with the first pick of the rookie draft I took Chad Warner from Sydney so uh, they've been touting him as someone who might play early on at Sydney so his um his underage numbers are pretty solid happy to you know kind of give him two years to see if he can do anything sure uh, and Jarman Impey I took with my second pick I like that one um you know like he can be a very very fair um, handy fantasy player because I've got two years you know even if he doesn't come good this year I can retain him and hopefully deploy him in a couple years time um, and then on to my four retained rookies who I picked up in last year's rookie draft so I've got Ben Patton Aaron Norton who will be a gun Ben Keys. thought I'd just throw the st- throw a ball at stumps there with him and John Patton so uh, a bit more ruck cover if I need it but you didn't draft those guys I didn't draft those guys yeah, yeah. they were from last year but you know that's rookies. kind of that's why I you know was happy to go after speculative early because I've got guys who I know I could upgrade if required uh, and I'm happy to take some time with Jarman too so that's my draft uh, I'm pretty happy with it apart from those kind of two early picks in hindsight I don't I wish I didn't kind of I think battle's fine yeah I just don't Baker sucks nah uh, I think battle would be good yeah probably Baker's the one and because you kind of because I didn't have another pick for 60 picks that's probably makes me hate that pick a bit more yeah okay but overall not too not too um, upset I'm quite happy all right. Let's be honest. Good. Let's yeah. get on to my team. Yes. I sense a grilling coming on here, so yes. I'm going to have to explain a lot of things. Um, so, did you pick with the first pick, Hef? Uh, I picked uh, I picked Carl Amon. Now, let me just preface this beforehand as well. So, Kays and I were trying to record a podcast, <laughs> and I was absolutely carrying the bloody thing because yes, Kays was just focusing on his draft and not giving the podcast anything. Yes. So, I was carrying it. I expected to just have Tom Green available at four. So I was like, I'm just going to pick Tom Green. I don't really need things. And Tom Green went to pick three. So I was like, yeah. oh, fucks. And then, my, then I'm on the clock. So I had no idea what to pick. Clock's running down. I'm, I'm, like, you'll notice that my first two picks start with the letter A, their surname. <laughs> so I'm going by alphabetical order because that's where my spreadsheet uh, was somehow. Excuses, excuses. Hef but anyway, has ruined another draft two years in a row. No, nah, I don't think. I think my first two picks aren't great, but I'm actually happy with the draft overall. Um, but look, I picked Carl Amon with my first pick. Now, there mm-hmm. is a bit of method to this like because I was scrolling really through the first page and this mm-hmm. is all I got to. But mm-hmm. Kalamon averaged uh, from his last ten games, average eighty one. Mm-hmm. And I'm picking guys. I had my, I've got my forwards decked out. I'm one of the lucky ones where I didn't have to draft any positional players. Yep. I've got my midfield there. 
two of them probably aren't best 22, but I figured I'd better take other like midfielders, the best scoring midfielders I think they're available early in the draft. And I think Kyle Amon can go around the 80, and I think Jed Anderson could go around the 80. And basically, I just want to get off the bottom of the ladder this year. So I figured if I can fill up my utilities with midfielders that are going to go around with 80, um, I think they're pretty safe at around the 80 average or yeah. close, you know, yeah. high 70s, that type of thing. Yeah. So that was my thinking there. I just wanted to fill up my last two utility spots with uh, with guys that are going to average about 80. I will give you some reprieve. I would have taken Kyle Amon with one of my second or third yeah. picks if, if he was still available. I think first round's probably too early for him, but yeah. I reckon second round would have been no dramas because I think he's going to be a super consistent, you know, 80, 90 mid. Well, just the way the wingers play now because they're yeah. just such more, they're such, they yeah. play such a more important role in the in the, in the game, he just, especially he with the He just went 12 picks too early, really. Like yeah, 12, pretty much. Yeah, that's all that happened. But like, yeah. Jed Anderson is one that I just don't know about, <laughs> I man. thought Jed, I completely forgot Jed Anderson had a career at Hawthorne before he went to North Melbourne. Yeah, so in he's, my a, head, he's a journeyman. In my head, in my head, he's like 24 years old. Like he's moving into a midfield where Higgins is about to retire and things like that. And then your life's like, hey, he's all right. He's pretty young. He's like, you're like, he's 26, man. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, he is. <laughs> and he's a tiger. <laughs> uh, like, yes and no. Like I reckon when, um, cause like Ben Jacobs just comes back into the side uh, this season. So I don't, if he's fit, I don't think he plays the tagging role. But like I said, I think I can rely on him for an 80 or like at least a 78, like around that. Well, um, he just uh, turned 26. So that goes you know, yeah, okay. kind of in your favor. Um, no, I think I can rely on him for an 80. So I think taking him there, like I said, I'm, I've, Three utility spots that I got to fill. I wanted to fill them with midfielders that were going to go about the eighty marks. You so can try and spit any way you want. And that's a bad pick, my friend. Nah, I guess I don't know. Well, I don't know where he went in our other draft. Uh, probably later than He's that. Probably not even drafted. Nah, surely he went there. I'm going to look it up. Anderson. Oh, look, he went. Oh, wait, that's this. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I picked him up with pick eighteen. <laughs> Again. Nah, nah, with my nah. So in my yeah, another one. So he's my last pick midfielder. Dear Lord, you've got a Jed Anderson. Finish. Oh no, I kept him. That's right. This is getting anyway, worse. Please yeah. don't listen to her for any fantasy advice. I am the, you know, guy you need to listen to. You have finished higher than you last year in the yeah. podcasters league and outscored your team by a thousand. Did you points. win the flag? No, if you're not first to <laughs> last. Ricky Bobby told me that. <laughs> That's true. I do like that saying. Right, next my pick. I like this one. Dylan Robertson. Yeah. All right. My third round. Third round. Um, it could be anything. Yeah, could exactly. Be anything. So another defender. I've actually got a pretty good defender stock going on. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy with that. And for a team that was down second to bottom last year, um, I really like the kind of guys I've got to build around over the next couple anyway. Yep. I always like a four-year kind of window. Yeah. And I'm at the second year of it now. So I just hope he can play. I hope he's fit. Yeah. Like, yeah so I hope he's healthy. Because if he is, he's, he's going to be a great player again. Next round, a little bit early, but I wanted to, mm. because all the kind of rookies were starting to go around now, like the Caleb Sarongs rookie, and stuff. Uh, worried, don't you? Well, they're all going. And I like to get one, and I want one that's going to play each week. I don't think he's the best fantasy scorer, but I think the experience he's going to get by playing each week for Sydney. Do you reckon he's going to play each week? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think he's going to start. We're talking about Dylan anyway. Stevens. Dylan sorry. Stevens. So yes. I think he's going to start. Um, I think he's going to start early. So um, yeah, I think he'll be right, and I've got him. So I just wanted to have one of those kind of good rookies and one, one, yeah. one that's going to play early. Yeah, I'm jealous you've got him because I, I think he's. Uh, pretty damn good. Like, obviously, we I bang on about uh, SANFL form in terms of kids playing in the the gentleman league. So, um, I think he can definitely deliver some decent scores early on. Just now, needs the opportunity. This next pick, I actually look mm-hmm. back and go, like, what was I thinking there? But uh, I picked up Andrew Phillips with mm-hmm. my fifth round pick. Um, like, at the time, I like he, he went at 80 average at Carlton last year or around then as the backup Ruckman. Was it around yeah. 80? I think it was around 79, yeah. something like that. Um, and I think he's number one Ruckman for the time being. 
I needed backup for my next ruckman for my ruckman, which is um, uh, Scott Lysett. Yep. But I did pick up um, Peter Adams later on to do to the handcuff. But I just kind of wanted someone just in case he goes down that I think might score okay. I don't necessarily hate that whether it was yeah. too early I was or not. Too I don't early. know. Yeah. yeah, and I did pick up. I did plan to pick up Draper, but he kind of just I, for, I forgot where we were at the draft and basically I forgot I had two rookie picks late um, that were already pre-selected. You know, upgraded yeah, yeah, my yeah. last two picks, and I, I just didn't happen because I planned to pick him up with the next one. But anyway, um, I really need to concentrate more on this draft. There's too many beers and things going. On, even though I didn't get that drunk this year. Hef, There's just really? too much shit going on this year. So this basically, if you ruin your draft, it's called a heft. That's what we've dubbed it in our home leg now. Yeah, except I didn't even ruin it last year. I picked four keepers in my last year's draft. Your keepers are crap. Yeah, no, they're fine. Anyway, they're great. Next. Um, after that, I picked up Jack Scrimshaw. So again, another anything. one. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy Could with be that handy. one. Yeah. Um, hopefully he comes in for Hardwick. Doesn't look like he will straight away. Now, this next one's pretty funny. So my, um, my brain is just fucked sometimes <laughs> and I wanted to pick up um, Cameron or Cam Rayner yep. and on my screen I just saw Cameron and I clicked on it and then I was like oh shit I've just picked up Charlie Cameron instead because they were so close to each other as well oh, dear. so anyway that was a legit like fuck up Charlie but, Cameron um, isn't the worst pick no nah, I don't yeah. think so he's got to play every week I wanted yeah. Cam Rayner I think Charlie Cameron would score better than Cam Rayner yeah. and then what happened just after you picked Charlie Cameron Oh, that's the next guy picked it up because he knew who I wanted. <laughs> yeah, good. There was no that's way I was going- That's how you draft. That's how you draft everyone. But after I picked up Charlie Cameron, there was no way I was grabbing another forward from Brisbane. Like, yes. I was just- He was gone. Like, yeah. I wasn't doing it again because yeah, I yeah, had yeah. plans to go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind Charlie Cameron. Like, I think he actually probably will score better. I think Cameron had just that potential for the breakout, even though he's yeah, a small forward. I'm still not sold on Neither Cam am Rainer. I. I was just a fly. But anyway, I got Charlie Cameron who play each week, so that's fine. Uh, Jack Watts it was, was my next pick. Uh, that's yep. pick 24. I'm happy with that. I just need another defender. If he can yep. st- keep going the way he started last year, should be right. Mm-hmm. Charlie Dixon again I got him in two leagues Now I'm getting into Some key forward territory here You guys. are Now do you want me To explain myself Now hang on Let's have a look <laughs> at this You've taken Jack Watts Who previous key forward Charlie Dixon yep. Key forward Next guy Nick Blakey Key yep. forward Yep Jack Watts is not key forward though Like he was But he's not anymore well, He's a key defender yeah. No yeah he's kind of a Nick Caulfield maker. Key defender Yeah Next pick Jeez you've actually got A bit of a fetish Going on my friend <laughs> Nick Caulfield uh, Is he a key defender He's pretty tall, isn't he? Nah, well, I don't know. I know his junior fantasy numbers were pretty decent, so they didn't look like a key defender. So, but run me through Charlie Dixon. You've got oh, him in both. Like you I said this, I said this last week. Like I do say that I'm anti key forward, which yes. I am, but. At the same time, I did say, and actually, if you rewind to last week's podcast, I did actually say that you've got to pick them up late because mm-hmm. they're the ones that actually play, but only worth late. And we are getting pretty late now, 25, 26. Plus, Blakey could actually be anything. Blakey's only 191 free. centimetres. Sorry, yeah. but um, Blakey, yeah, he could be anything. I, I would have taken Blakey, uh, yeah. probably around the mark too. Yeah. yeah. I picked up Will Gould next. Uh, they reckon, well, I can't remember who put it out. I think it was someone. I don't know. But they reckon he's very likely to play um, early. Not mm-hmm. maybe start round one, but very likely to get games this year. I love getting, I like getting young younger defenders that actually will play whether yep. he's fantasy relevant eh, I don't know but mm. I just want guys that are playing mm-hmm. uh, Jake Waterman after that good uh, boy yeah I do like him bit of a fly there I think as well I don't think he'll be superstar but worth having him aside and again another guy who's pretty much on the verge of best 22 each week so he should be around the mark mm-hmm. Peter Adams as my handcuff um, if you want to know who I upgraded for my rookie list I um, upgraded Jeremy Finlayson and, and James Warple geez that's a tough come, one to upgrade <laughs> it comes in at my basically my last pick of the draft so yeah. pretty good upgrade uh, I, I delisted all my rookies because they were pretty much trash Except for Finlayson and Warple, who I upgraded. So I picked up Will Day, um, good uh, fantasy scoring. Callum 
Tom and John's, Jones my computer froze. So I didn't even want to pick him up. Jeez, that game. Okay, so here's the story, listeners. So me and Hef were sitting next to each other on the draft and I wanted to get a – I didn't have a prospectus. Yeah. So Hef had his prospectus sitting there and I picked it up and I started looking for a couple names just to get a bit of background because it was rookie list time. Yeah. And he snatches it from me and I said, man, I just want to look at one name. He says, no, get your own fucking prospectus. <laughs> I didn't say Then like he that. took it back from me and I was like, whatever, douche. And I then anyone, someone else gave me another prospectus because they're nice. And then what happened, the fantasy karma bus hit you and your computer froze <laughs> and you point. got given Callum Coleman-Jones. I legitimately needed to use the prospectus very quickly. I don't think you that. even did when you took it off me. That is a real dick move. No, nah, no. Nah, I was looking at a 2018 prospectus and I did plan to go to that one next. But then, oh. my, computer, then my computer froze and I didn't yeah, get to so it. Yeah, so that is called karma, my friend. Well, yeah, but you should probably get your own. That's true. But <laughs> Callum Coleman-Jones is for you because you're a bad dude. Yeah, that's probably the karma bus. I'll cop it. I'm happy to. I'll accept karma. Um, it's my one thing. If that's the worst I'm going to repent for, I'm happy with that. Um, look, he, Callum Coleman-Jones actually looked all right in some of the games he played. He's pretty big. Like, he's put on a lot of size. Yeah. I just don't think he plays over Soto and Nank. That's all. No. Um, not now, anyway. But apparently, he's touted to be a really good future prospect. As a rookie list, I'm happy to I hope that. he's not, just because of karma. Charlie Spargo, after that. So, he found himself in the best 22 late last year and mm-hmm. was another elite junior scorer. So, mm-hmm. I got him in there. Mm-hmm. Mitch Crowden, um, yep. waffle numbers there. Yep. Brayden Ainsworth, another one. I don't know how he works his way into that West Coast midfield, but I've got two years to kind of work that out. Um, yep. And he was another one that was a good fantasy scorer. And same with Luke English as well, um, with a few, I guess... Not a few few rich men midfielders getting long, longer in the tooth, not super old now, but um, they might be trying to blood some uh, more younger midfielders in the next few years as well. And hopefully, Luke English is one of those. So, all right, so what do you big. give your draft out of 10? Oh, 10, obviously. Wrong, <laughs> wrong. Um, look, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. I'm give, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a seven or an eight for my, for my standards. I think, yeah, which is pretty low. But uh, <laughs> oh, dear Lord. like, I think some of my, like, I think Dylan Robin and getting him later on. Dylan Stevens is okay. I think Screenshaw. I don't know. Just picking up guys. Caulfield, I'm happy whether I got him later on. I think Blakey at that pick's not too bad value either. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We probably won't even matter this season. Probably probably won't even be playing. Nah, we'll play. We'll play a 17-game season. Hopefully. Anyway, so there are our teams, um, I guess. Uh, We'll put them up online so you can kind of run through it if you need to see them too. Yeah, we'll get them through there. uh, There'll be a bit of embarrassment, I think, there. But anyway, we'll get let people pick apart those. Um, Anyway, so that's it. How do you rate your draft? Um, Probably a seven. I think, you know, the battle Baker pick. It's a bit annoying, but I'm actually happy with the speculative guys I've got in there. You know, yes, I've obviously gone a bit too heavy on the, the potential on there, but, um, you know, I've got enough guys to get me cover through each week and um, I should be okay, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we'll move on to some membership stuff. So now, if the season goes ahead, we'll have weekly projections each week. We will. We'll also have our breakout tracker updated. Um, no idea how the season's actually going to work and when stats will be uploaded and things like that and how rounds will work. Like if, mm. if we go week every night of the week, it might only be updated Monday because we do have jobs that we got to work, so we can't actually just keep do, updating it constantly. We'll try our best. Yeah, generally Monday is the night I try to get things and then plan the podcast. I do all my work there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we just try to keep that updated as best we can. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it just they keep the actual rounds structure going yeah. and therefore um, we can just do things that in one hit. But there is talk of doing a Premier League style. You know, some teams might be two games ahead and that type of shit as well. So Crazy. we'll have to wait and see how it's going to go, if it goes ahead Crazy. at all. But yeah, State League scores, well, they're not going ahead now. Uh, I'm going to complete them from the show doc. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got a bit of a wait on the State League scores. But uh, the breakout track again, yeah, be updated. Um, thanks to you to everyone who's basically supported us through the um, pre-season. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the 
I guess the bonus stats come out to help, but really what you're supporting us is, which is what you're doing, which and is I hope, super helpful. I hope yeah. that all of our stuff in the preseason has helped yeah. your drafts. I know everyone's drafts still went ahead, which is yeah. good because giving us something to look forward to this oh, season. I'm uh, still fielding questions like left, right and centre about drafts and who I should yeah. take with the next pick and that sort of stuff. But I'm so dejected at the moment because it just might not happen. I'm a bit, yeah, bit upset I, about I, it. I'm, I'm confident the season will happen. I just don't think it will start two days time. Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. so either. I think we'd win it. But by the sounds of it, I know we're getting now back into the, the COVID-19 with the COVID-19 and by the sounds of it, winter's going to be even worse. So we're going to have to wait and see. Anyway, thank you to the following gold members who uh, have jumped on to support us. We're going to read out 10 this week just in case we don't have much to talk about uh, <laughs> next week and don't have a podcast to go ahead with. So um, uh, thank you to the following uh, Lorenzo Foca, uh, Joe Sullivan, George Denatsis, Nick Judd, uh, special shout out to Juddy, who's one of our golfing buddies who's going to be really upset when there's no <laughs> golf uh, for the next few weeks. So look after yourself, mate. Um, I'm, I'm concerned for your welfare if you can't get out there and play. Uh, Alan Seri, uh, Matthew Kelson, Ross Staines, uh, Jeremy Wine, uh, Andrew Orcello, and Adam Stewart. So thanks for that. Uh, if you're keen to sign up, like again, we we can't 100% guarantee that the we'll, like the, the season's even going to go ahead. But if it does, yeah, the breakout tracker and the um, and the um, the weekly projections will be there if the season does go ahead. So they will be there. if you're keen to sign up, uh, check those out. All the links are in the description. Uh, podcast reviews. We don't have any this week. We ran out, so we've caught up. So um, if you're really enjoying the podcast, maybe just think about giving us a rating. That just helps us climb the ranks and stuff like that. So if you could do that, that'd be greatly appreciated. I thought we were going to say something there, guys. No, I fine. wasn't. No, just send us a review. Yeah. If we're in isolation, you've got plenty of time to write reviews. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. They'll give you something to do. They'll kill five minutes yes. of the many, many, many hours you're going to have <laughs> to think about things. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the listener questions. On to the listener questions. Now, we put a shout out at the uh, start of the weekend or the end of the weekend, mm-hmm. really, um, about uh, chucking through some questions that didn't have to specifically be fantasy related. And the best question uh, gets a four pack of remedy, delicious remedy yeah. kombucha. Which will help you through some tough times. Apparently, it keeps uh, the immune mm-hmm. system happy and healthy. So, it does. Um, you won't be getting any coronavirus, maybe, if you don't. <laughs> Not guaranteed. Not <laughs> yeah. guaranteed. Hopefully. You're doing a good job. Uh, you find it off, though, if you do keep having it, apparently. So, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, so sorry. We're going to read through. We only got one that was actually about AFL fantasy, I think, and the it's rest a great are just question, about. Uh, it's a great question. The rest are about random shit. So uh, look, uh, the Gold Coast Sun cast, um, who are awesome, by the way. If you, like, I feel like not many people out there actually know a lot about the Gold Coast Suns. No. There's not many like Gold Coast fans out there actually studying them, studying them. Uh, I guess as deep as these guys are. So give them a follow, if, especially if you need Gold Coast Sun news on injuries yep. and stuff like that. Um, get around their podcast yeah, at GC Suns Cast Absolutely. on Twitter. All right, but. Their question is, uh, how does Jack Bowe's move to the back line change things? He's one of the first picked each week, Mm -hmm. but playing a quasi center half back or quarterback role style suits him. Mm -hmm. Um, If he and Jack Lukosius can get 20 touches, uh, 20 plus touches each week, they'll be putting attacking players right where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Now, I am actually not a part of the Gold Coast Suns cast, but if they keep talking about Jack Bowe's this positively, I might have to, you know, be an honorary member. Uh, I'm super positive about the move to halfback for him. Now, I know I am obviously have talked up his ability for years and years and years, um, but if he can get DPP this year as a back for a back centre, I think he's going to become a very, very handy player. He lost it uh, last year, which is annoying. 
I think he's ready to go. He's actually looked very, very good back there. I don't like the term quarterback, but, you know, if that's the kind of role that he does play, I think um, he's good, doing it very well. It's a good fantasy well. role to have. I know you hate the term, but it's a good yeah. role to have. Yeah. Just, oh, it's a good role yeah, to have, and yeah. he does play it very well. Very well. I think him and Lukosius can be very handy as the, you know, the attacking um, They're going to be hard to stop if yeah. they're halfway flank. Especially because Lukosius takes a great grab, kicks the ball very well, and, and Bose does kind of see the game very well from back there. So, yeah. you know, it's probably Hanley and um, those kind of guys who – potentially put that not his role at risk but um in the side especially but you know where he kind of slots in but uh, i think he can kind of just you know drive a lot of ball from uh their back line there and you know as a 80 90 average back i reckon he could be a very handy pickup yeah i think so too and i, I like that he's going back across half back and i think he's i would i would honestly put him at like a 90 percent chance of getting back status back this season big time yeah yeah because i just don't see him going back in that midfield with all the kids they got now and he just looks like that's his best position he mm-hmm. tried the midfield role didn't work yeah. Back they the got lots line. of good midfielders yeah, exactly. there, but you know, if he, if it doesn't matter, like uh, an 80 90 average back is just worth yeah. as much as a, a gun midfielder, too. If you've got Jack Bowes, you'd be pretty happy, I think. And I do. I've got him in the other league, too. So we both, yeah, do. we're not talking Yay, about let's, let's shoulder elbow bump no, over. <laughs> I don't even touch you that close. <laughs> no, that's what I mean, anyway. Uh, let's move on to the next question. So, Kay, I'm going to ask you this because I'll be a bit biased, but yes. Um, HK Doss, so Doss from the Draft Doctors, mm-hmm. um, Hayden, he's uh, put out a picture of uh, Mike Myers holding up a Pepsi can mm-hmm. and me holding up a uh, bottle of kombucha. Remedy in, kombucha. In, Remedy kombucha in the film clip uh, for Doss's um, humor cluggage uh, song yes. that he's put out. So who did it better, Mike Myers with the Pepsi or Hef with the uh, Remedy kombucha bottle? Uh, it's got to be Mike Myers, man. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> 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 people are referencing that until people start referencing your little, you know, uh, um, spot. You know, we can't say that it's been as good. It was, it was very nicely done, though. Half I will say, you've done a good job there. But well, uh, Dos, it was Dos planned everything out. But yeah, we thought it'd be hilarious to actually just put as much product placement in good. there as we could. And same with the um, draft doctor's draft kit. If you yeah. look at the film clip, that's in a lot of random places, I think, as well. So yeah, have a look at that because it's actually quite funny. Some of the uh, Easter eggs in there, I guess. <laughs> Looked like a bit of fun doing all that. Uh, the next part of the question. Okay, so what's yeah. your favourite Mike Myers movie? Uh, for me, um, I'm a big Wayne's World fan for sure. But honestly, Shrek is such an underrated movie. <laughs> it's just such a meme-worthy movie as yeah, well. I know. So there's so many Shrek memes back in the day. But Shrek well. is such a good movie. Like, it's genuinely a great movie. I but, didn't even uh, consider Wayne's that. World. Wayne's World, but uh, Shrek, I think, probably just wins. Wayne's World was the first DVD I owned. So wow. the first uh, disc, like digital video cool. disc that I owned. Um, my great-grandmother gave me a voucher for like Sanity or something like that. How good was Sanity? <laughs> something like that. And I bought Wayne's World on DVD. Hell yeah, you so, did. Um, that was a f- and I watched it on repeat for probably a good couple years, like through my teenage years. It's and a that. great so, movie. Love it. So Wayne's World's up there, but uh, I can't go past his uh, cameo in Inglorious Bastards. Mm, that's a great movie as too. Well. And, and I didn't know he had that kind of acting performance in him as well. So, um, you know, Tarantino, one of his finest, mm. I guess. So, yeah. Uh, was great in Glorious Bastards, even though he was only in one scene. Uh, I think that performance, he killed it in that. So, Showstopper. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that as well. So, yeah, and Glorious Bastards there as well. I don't mind. Uh, okay, next one for you um, mm-hmm. from at Fogel. Who's yep. your favourite to win the Mount Osmond Golf Club B-grade club championship? Uh, interesting question from this. Let's uh, just keep this short because yeah. like, I reckon 99% of us <laughs> don't, don't care. give a fuck about this one. Uh, so, Timmy, who's written the question, is currently sitting 10th. Uh, we the second round of qualifying is this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, I'm backing you in, Timmy, and right. I'll get on the bag if you make the make the finals. Yeah. Count me in. But no socialising in the club afterwards? No. Straight, okay. no. <laughs> uh, yes, we want, you to, we want people to spend money in there for okay. now okay. until for we now. shut down. All right, good. And then- Go for it. All right, good. Yeah. Um, okay. At arms, Ryan, who was the most handsome coach in your keeper league? 
Uh, not you, F. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, who's the most handsome guy in our keeper league? Another one that it's uh, also not you. Percent of our <laughs> listeners don't give a fuck about. So keep this one brief. Uh, I don't know. Me? No. I'm gonna uh, go. With, I'm gonna go with Foss for the old. Foss. For the old yeah, for the old fella. He's uh, he's killing it still. Well done, Foss. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, Kays. Yes. At BRAD87. Here's one that everyone can relate to. Let's hear your top three TV shows in the comedy realm. Hef. All right. So, I had a good think about this, actually. Yep. And I actually wrote a few down. So, my mm-hmm. number one would be Seinfeld. So, mm-hmm. I watched that just growing up with the old man. I've mm-hmm. seen every episode. Um, because I watched it when I was so young, I actually struggled to remember them, though. So, now when yep. I watch it, it's like I'm almost watching it again. So, it's nice. pretty cool to do that. Nice. Right? They still they kind of get better with age. They do. Um, I'm a huge... South Park fan. I've seen every episode yeah, you're of too South, big Park. South Park. Yeah, absolutely love it. I think it's one of the most clever shows on television. So I'm on top of that. And I think third for comedy anyway, I've got Arrested Development up there as well. I think that's uh, it's it's n- another one I had on box set DVD. It's a good show. <laughs> We'd watch show. back to back. So they're my three. Nice. What do you reckon, Kate? Uh, I'm a big fan of English comedy. So I really like Black Books. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Around. It's a ripping show. I didn't even think of going the English uh, route. Yeah. And then probably The Mighty Bush. If yeah, you haven't watched a lot of Mighty Boosh, yeah. Mighty Boosh is so good. So My um, my Apple uh, lock screen, it's like a circle avatar and so yeah. you have to like a circular picture and it's the moon. I love like the moon. But, and, but then my yeah. wallpaper is the Apple dynamic wallpaper, which is the stars come out at night. So it's actually the moon in the middle that's of the stars. That's so good. It's uh, pretty good wallpaper. I'm happy yeah, with that. That's a killer show. <laughs> uh, and at the moment, I'm loving Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So they're probably my three. But if you're talking about lock-ins and, you know, being shut down, yeah. Seinfeld's always on TV, magnificent yeah. show. Yeah. And when I was sick last week with my ear infection, I watched a lot of Cheers that was on oh, so really? Cheers is actually a pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good show it's so. something that's like because it's so old you just don't have like there's too much new shit coming out to yeah. actually look at but yeah it's actually something I've actually wanted but like to at like 3 o'clock on a yeah, yeah. Thursday afternoon and the amount of like like superstar comedians and actors yeah. and that as well so, yeah. so yeah. if it's on when you're uh, if you are locked if we are locked in Back uh, on cheers. Listeners, tweet through your uh, top three TV shows. Yeah. I reckon it might create some good discussion on yeah, the Twitter sphere. Sure. So for sure. do that. Uh, oh, shit. There's another fantasy football question. Oh. <laughs> we should have put it at the Throw top. Throw it in. Throw uh, it in. Fantasy Factory Live on yes. the Facebook. So, uh, does the champ of a solid keeper league need a top six to eight Ruckman? No. Nah, I don't think it does either. No. I won mine with um, Paddy Ryder as my Ruck. So. I think uh, we, you know, we've talked about how deep you can get Rucks. You know, yeah. as you're not getting Grundy, if you're not getting uh, Gorn, potentially Wits, it doesn't probably matter. Yeah. You know, unless, all unless, the unless English rises up to be something amazing or O'Brien ends up being. But, you know, yeah. you're only talking maybe 20 points difference between even a top six. Oh, a top that, six to a top 10 or 12 weekly is probably like 15 points. So, it's know. not- not the end of the world. I'm just looking up here. The um, I guess the top averaging Ruckman from- So, go from the sixth. Yeah. So, from sixth, uh, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six was Goldstein. He yep. averaged 87. Yeah. And then and so Stephen what did- Martin. Stephen Martin is 86. Then Scott Lars is 83. Ben McAvoy, 82. Tim English, 82. Matthew Cruiser, 82. Yeah. Like, if you can- like, It's 10 points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing, the difference between Rowan Marshall, I guess, um, like he's saying top six. So, if you don't have one of the mm. top four, mm. it really doesn't matter, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and you can, and, you know, let's look at our league. Oh, I guess our league, got, uh, Max Gorn was the Rutman for the team that won it. But, mm. like, there's always teams that um, have one of those lower down Rutman. Like, well. Someone like a, um, a Todd Goldstein could easily win you a league. Or as long like as they're that. playing each week and scoring, you know, 70, 80. Yeah. Fine. Exactly. It's fine. Especially if you've got a good midfield or good forward. You know, I think that's where the point of difference can be sometimes. Yes, for sure. Um, all right. Next question is mm-hmm. got to go back to the doc. Uh, okay. I like this one uh, from Stuart Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse setup, yep. which AFL player thrives? 
for me, it has to be Mitch Robinson. He yeah, loves that. Fortnite. Yeah. So he is all versed in terms of like, you know, building forts, killing people, <laughs> saving the world, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. You could quickly build a fort in a like you can in Fortnite in a, in a zombie apocalypse. I don't know. Well, what else do you Have like? you seen Fortnite, Case? Yeah, I've played Fortnite. Oh, okay, I haven't. Yeah. But I've watched videos. I've yeah, watched they videos do of like, Robo-Planner. It goes like... Yeah, yeah. Then you I, don't think you can, I think you can build a fort that quickly. No, well, I've only watched a few seasons. So I don't walking. know how his real fort. If we're going Walking Dead star, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But we're talking like if he knows what the ins and outs of you know survival or yeah. you know killing. Uh, I think it's got to be Mitch Robinson. In my mind, I just see Nathan Jones with like a cowboy hat on, like a trench coat, a yeah. sawn-off shotgun in one hand, the tattoos. He does it like a sawn-off yeah, shotgun, and guy. just like you know popping <laughs> from the. <you> know, <laughs> Point blank range. Real no, no, no yeah. nonsense operator. <laughs> that's, I think that's Ben I Cunnington would probably fit that mold too. Yeah, like yeah Ben Cunnington, enough. no one can kill Ben Cunnington. Yep, no. Nah, he's, he's like, uncurable. does not give a fuck. Yeah, cr- like coronavirus. They'll yeah. come, the zombies will come for him and he'll just like keep and shoulder them or something like that. Yeah, just I think- Boom, like- I think um, uh, Ben Cunnington got coronavirus and then coronavirus has actually gone into a 14-day isolation. So, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, all right, classic Chuck Norris jokes there. Uh, we'll move on to the next question uh, at Russ2468. Chimes mm-hmm. on a question every week. Love this guy. Um, as impartial South Australians, oh, we're going to make a decision here, Case. Okay. Uh, as impartial okay. South Australians, who would you award the NBL title to given that the game four and five have been cancelled? Would the Perth Wildcats who are leading 2-1 with uh, game four to be played at home mm-hmm. or the Sydney Kings who refused to travel but were minor premiers? This is a genuinely tough question. Yeah. Uh, can you do the old thing of not awarding it? I hate that, but could you do that? Yeah, as an impartial South Australian, that would be my vote as well because I don't have care if either team wins. Mm. But like Perth Wildcats have won enough. Just maybe give it to Sydney, I don't know. Give it to the Kings. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really... It really comes down to what, you know, if you're going on the this, this soccer mentality in Premier League, like if you finish top, you are the Premier. You are the Premiers. Yeah, you, know, like you might know, have Australia has this weird, you know, I know other sports, America, or they yeah. have this weird thing about you need to have a grand final, etc. Whereas, um, you know, could the Sydney Kings been given it? They've refused to travel, but that's obviously fine because there is talk that Western Australia got to shut their borders so they don't want to yeah. get there and never come home. So, oh, but if they've got to travel to get... Two one up and the Perth Wildcats get the home advantage. Call it off, I reckon. You just null and void. There's an asterisk goes in that season, I reckon. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Sydney Kings. Okay. Yep. I think uh, Russ is a Western Australian, so he's obviously- Sorry, Russ. I'm going Sydney Kings. Sydney Kings. And I'm giving uh, null and void. Get off the fence, half. (laughs) Nah, you've got to. You can't. Anyway, in times like this, it's not about winners and losers. It's about safety. Um, (laughs) I'm getting way too- Get someone to win. Anyway, OTLS Archie, what does he ask, Case? Uh, Who wins in a fight? Darth Vader or Doctor Strange? Archie, you're such a nerd, mate. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know who Doctor Strange is, so- Uh, I'm at least a little bit more nerdy than you, so I kind of know who Doctor Strange is. Strange is he's part of the Marvel universe. I think he's a guy who can like warp time and send people to different yeah, dimensions and shit like that. So I reckon on that premise, if you're Doctor Strange, surely you just put you send Darth Vader to like a deserted island or something like that. Oh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and he, yeah, good actor, oh, um, good actor. But anyway. I reckon, yeah, he just sends uh, Darth Vader to like a deserted island. There's no way for him to get off and he's just sitting there cutting up coconuts with his lightsaber trying to survive until he starts Why has he got death. a weird Superman cape on? Because it's, I don't know, something- I'm going Darth Vader. Darth Vader will get his stormtroopers and then- No, oh, it's 1v1, isn't his, it? I don't know. Well, that, that way you can go, all right, Doctor Strange- Darth Vader can like- 
Doctor Strange with the Avengers then. Fine. <laughs> Let him bring him in. I think they beat the Stormtroopers. Have no, you seen the Stormtroopers? Have you seen them shoot? There's like two Jedi in a room. Meet. They never hit. <laughs> they never <Yeah>. hit. <laughs> There's it's no true. point. So, I don't know. I reckon Doctor Strange wins uh, okay. either way. You can answer that question. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. All right. Well, speaking of being out, that's uh, pretty much a wrap. That's all the questions. So, thanks for those who are joining in. We need to pick someone who's going to win this uh, Remedy Kombucha pack. Case. We do. Um, who should win? I think in terms of just getting some good, genuine content and feedback, I think B-Rad 87, top three TV shows. Yeah, I don't mind I know one. it's not like the most you yeah, know, yeah. life-changing question, but, yeah. uh, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that one too. It was a good little stimulating. And we might have helped the people as well with what they could watch yeah. if we do get locked down. Also, it doesn't help that there's a few of our mates asking questions here and a few other podcasters too. So B-Rad 87. We should probably give it to someone. B-Rad right 87, you've got it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kays will be in touch. Uh, uh, yep. Get your address or whatever and uh, he'll send you through some kombucha if it actually makes it across the border. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if not, uh, yeah. Um, the Thanks for the question anyway. regardless. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's a wrap. So, uh, just check out our socials in the, uh, I guess, the links below. Below, um, the description below. Uh, we'll keep you updated with what we are doing. I think if the AFL season doesn't go ahead, we probably won't have a lot to talk about. So we might not be back next TBC. week. Depending, TBC. yeah, we'll just we'll have a think about it. And uh, if we're in some sort of isolation and lockdown too, like we probably should be staying home and stuff like that as well. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Stuart Ward. His question was good about the zombie apocalypse too. Oh look, maybe when we get our next uh, set of computers. Stuart, you'll get some too. Yeah, we'll send some your we'll way. We'll send when some we, your when way too. Hopefully right. that makes be right and Stu. Yeah, we'll get be some. in touch. That's a good one. All right, uh, sorry, we'll go back. Um, I hope Stu's uh, listened this far <laughs> into the podcast now because <laughs> we're actually trying to wrap up. Anyway, we'll be in touch and uh, yeah, we'll try to sort things out um, next week and we'll let you know what we're doing anyway. Hopefully, we go ahead and there's a podcast next week. Um, if not, it's not the end of the world. We'll be back at some stage. So stay safe, guys. Yep. Look uh, after yourselves. Take it you. easy. Bye. And, uh, have a good night. See you.